We're back, the Whiskey Hue, a podcast from three brown startup enthusiasts that pull back the curtain on business, culture, and side pieces. <laughs> Not that tight. We're talking blockchain, cannabis, e-games, and so much more without the bullshit, and most importantly, over whiskey. America calls Clyde Black, Athul Brown, and Anthony somewhere in the confusing middle. And for our listeners... This is Anthony's gender reveal party. I'm just playing. I'm just playing. We're three brothers, various shades of brown, bringing you the latest in tech, business, and startups mixed with a ton of sarcasm. Cue the music. Yeah, I got nothing today. Oh, come on, man. You better stick them. Do something. You threw me off. Man. You got one job. You got one job. The change of introduction, you threw me off. You threw me off. I called me off guard. I was, I was trying to think of it. He's like, what goes well with my gender reveal party? You are not uh, the father. Oh, damn. Anthony's like, gender reveal? Who's wearing a trench coat on the subway? I'm just playing. I'm kidding. All right, go for it. All right. I'll, Welcome to the Whiskey You, ladies and gentlemen. You're in for a treat. We have another are episode we, where we, we talk <laughs> business, tech, and culture. And uh, today's episode, uh, we're going to try to share some light on all things content and the, the, the changing space and world of content where, you know, you got aggregators like Google and so on that are owning it and and um, that, that are owning it. So we're going to dive into that. So uh, before we dive deep, you know, we want to check in. What's going on, fellas? How you doing this week? Uh, in this Black History Month, um, good, yeah, no Black History Month, no, no excitement. Well, you know, it's it's <laughs> from the guy somewhere in the middle. So for, from being in the middle, <laughs> you should you should have you should at least be half excited. <laughs> oh, shut the fire! <laughs> well, you know, it's, it's a different kind of one arm in the air. Well, you know, I, I will say this: it's been quite interesting looking at the uh, on on TV the Black History Month. Uh, you know, snippets on uh, commercials for each network and how they're how they pull out their black their black host <laughs> CNBC you talking about CNBC <laughs> <laughs> there are two two or three black hosts and then is that true you're seeing that no yeah yeah, yeah. The network, nice doing it you know but the funny thing about CNBC is uh me and my wife had a, a question around will Robert Frank show up because you know he's like black but he doesn't look black I don't even know who Robert Frank is. Frank. Well, I probably do. I just don't. He's like the wealth reporter who talks about like auctions and when people are selling two hundred million dollar homes. He'll come Wait, in. Really? Oh, looks. Yeah, oh. he'll come in and give you a, a view into that. But yeah, it's, it was interesting. He he's not on that on that episode on CNBC where highlight this dude's black. Robert, I know this guy. Wait, he's black. Yeah, he's definitely black. <laughs> he does not look black. <laughs> he's black? Is he like a he's Real he's like the here. forty years and up Michael Jackson black. What are you talking about, man? <laughs> I didn't know this guy was like hundred percent. No. Yeah, this guy's funny. He's he's, he's got, I like because he has a little like edginess it. to the content, right? Because he comes in and does his little ESPN highlights yeah, and exactly, he gets out, yeah. right? Yeah, he yeah. Does. Gets in, gets out. Gets in, gets out. Exactly, exactly. He's so that was one of the observations okay. that I noticed that he wasn't on there, so he was like, mm, "No, nah, I'll pass." <laughs> well, what's called? They do, they're doing the same thing. Uh, FS1, Fox Sports One, they're doing the same. They do the same thing. They're doing like they bring in their hosts, and you know they don't have a lot of black hosts, so you know they just they're highlighting each person. Each host is kind of like highlighting someone that they want to recognize, which is cool. I can mm. you know, I could deal. I, 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 as they used to say back in the sixties, I guess I can dig it. 
I can dig it. <laughs> you know, I can. <laughs> so one of the things that's all uh, I got. Um, no, no, no. So one of the things around that is I'm excited about is, you know, obviously the brands are stepping up. I mean, you think about where we were in like June, uh, George Floyd and a lot of companies making, you know, these huge overtures around donating to black organizations. So you're starting to see some of that come to life. Uh, one of the things that I thought is pretty cool is there's an organization ta- called the, the, the 15% pledge where, um, Aurora James, the founder of like a footwear brand, created initiatives where she went to all the major retailers like Target, Whole Foods, and so on, and said, you know what, 15% of the population is black. Would you be willing to commit 15% of your shelf space to black-owned brands? And some of these brands are actually doing it. So, you know, definitely around Black History Month, but, you know, it's it's exciting to see that uh, come to life as well. Huh. That's huge, actually. Nice, it's funny though. So in Target the other day, they had a, like the, there's a black um, empowerment section. I don't what did they it's, they had something started with E. I forget the net word, but it was a section. But there's a whole bunch of like different T-shirts, sweatshirts, whatever, right? With different um, figures, right? Legacies, legacy figures. But then they had a Beatles sweatshirt right in the middle of it all. I'm like, that makes no goddamn sense, right? But but I see, I see the effort. I see the effort. They were like, Michael Jackson owns the rights to these songs. I used to still put them in there. Yeah. That's yep. That's that's another story. We should talk about that. That's there's yeah. a, a lot of stuff around that. One of the greatest business music business moves of all time. I, Google it, listeners. Google it. And and I'll tell you, I think it was, we should talk about this one. I think that's why Paul McCartney and them came after him because they wanted to bleed him dry with all these other litigation and all that to get that asset back. Because he he outbid Paul McCartney to buy it back in the day. We we took it down a tangent. We shouldn't have done it. All right, my bad. We'll do it some right. other time. It's all <laughs> no, good business, no good business, no. So, so uh, before we kick off today's um, whiskey of the day, we're gonna we're gonna do something a little different. We're gonna talk about uh, a number of different whiskey brands that are black owned. Uh, we're gonna dive into five of them. One of which we've spoken about before, Uncle Nearest eighteen eighty four small batch whiskey. We got um, Majest- Majesty with Bourbon. River Basin Rye, St. Liberty, Mary's Four Grain, and Burrow Brothers are five uh, whiskey brands we're going to highlight. The link will be in the show uh, notes, but this is one that we're going to dive into and just, you know, make everyone aware of some black owned uh, businesses and whiskey brands that we're aware of. Boom. Boom. So you know, man, we, we, we took last week off, which is great. But, um, you know, therapy is great, man. But liquor is quicker, baby. <laughs> Let's just get to it. Let's just get so to good, it. To, good to see you three. <laughs> Us three well, back together. Let's, let's just dive right in. We, we, I touched on this earlier, but uh, uh, Google was getting kicked out of Australia is what ultimately Boom. started the conversation for us. Um, essentially, they are being... Um, the government is coming back and say, hey, you can't own, you know, 80, 90 percent of all the news publisher content, repurpose it and aggregate it and call it your own. You have to do something different. Um, so they're going to be changing the game because Google's like, yo, we can either do this or we can take Google out of Australia. It's your call. Like who's in charge? Who has the biggest nuts? Is basically what the Google was saying. <laughs> uh, well, you know, it's 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 funny, right? Well, one in that sense, Google does, right? Google has the the bigger the bigger uh, sack. I will say that. How about we go there? Okay, but 
So it's, I guess it's a, it's a place. So you look at it from a content side, right? And I think where the conversation has to, you have to look at, look at it is from the content creator. How do they continue to make their money? Right. You have a business that has aggregated their content um, to help make their money. Right. Like, so Google has made billions. Is it trillions or billions off of not billions off of their off of your ability to search news off of their site? Right. And and you redirected it or maybe some people don't even click on the link to go to the the, uh, the publisher site. They get their content to keep it moving. So I guess from a publisher side. They're looking at it from like, dude, you guys got to start paying us um, for this. Now, from an Australia perspective, you know, the idea that Google's like, yeah, we're out. We'll take our search business. That can hurt massively. But, you know, then you have two or three competitors willing to try to take over the space. They're they're nowhere near Google's size and capabilities. But, hey, you do you want to give your second place distant second uh, competitor an opportunity to take over an entire country that's could be worth billions of dollars itself like Microsoft with Bing, right? You pull out your business. That's a huge, huge downside from a large country, right? You yeah. do you? They already then did they then did they not do some kind of deal in the European Union with 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 some of their publications in uh, in the EU? So they 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 bent a little. They're willing to bend. Uh, the question here is. How should they bend to paying a licensing fee where everybody else pays licensing fees for content too? Right. I, you know, like it it depends on how you want to look at it. So I think that the biggest question that Google is arguing around is we're not necessarily a publisher of content. Like we're not earning any direct money off of the, the content because you're still linking out. You're going to the site. We're just an aggregator. We're more of a marketing tool. And in effect, the publishers probably should be paying Google to get in front of more eyeballs through search. Um, so I can understand why they are upset and not really willing to budge. So, you know, I think Australia is going to have to figure out a way to make some adjustments because Google taking away Google Maps, Google taking away, you know, the search engine, nobody's going to Bing. Let's just be honest. Well, you'll go to Bing if you had no choice, right? Like I think. Well, Bing, yeah, Bing, Bing's like its search results. You've seen it, right? It's the quality of like iPhone Auto, correct? It's yeah. bullshit. But, I mean, it's so bad. But here, here's the thing: like I, I, I don't think Australia. I think they should come to a happy medium, right? Someone always bends, but I don't think if Australia is willing to. Uh, pull and let let Google leave, right? If Australia does that, that sets that set that that sets the domino, it puts a domino effect for every country other country to say, all right, cool, we'll do it too. Right? Yep. Yeah, and that's, and the, that's the there's a strategy side to it. Like they, you know, Google, uh, Google put the put the card down. They're like, hey, they put they put the big joker down. So <laughs> they, <laughs> they they're like, all right, let's you, who's gonna who's gonna that's fold perfect. who's gonna fold first? I think I think it's a Again, these are complex deals. I, you know, and there, there, there's billions of dollars behind this. I don't know what's the but, right answer, but I don't think you but, should start. Th- either side should start threatening. But here's the thing: they've already started placing deals, right? Google's yeah. agreed, and just in the last couple of days, Seven West Media will give you twenty million a year, which is one fifth of their annual revenue revenues with Seven West Media. There's another group they just Fox. I think they just agreed to pay like thirty million a year. These are just in the last like today. Yeah. So this is like brand new news, right? So it's happening. 
I mean, it looks, looks like they're compromised somewhere. And they wanted to put something through, like they had a news share thing. You guys probably know more about it. It's Google Discovery. It discovers, excuse me. And that's where this is all boiling down to. Like, so Google is aggregating, again, it could be wrong, uh, on the details. They're aggregating news content, similar to what Apple Plus News is like. They're aggregating news content in one place, right? So where Apple News, Apple Plus News had to go, they had to, you know, they'll put your content on there and you can click it, right? If you notice that you click Apple News and you can click the article, the the publisher can put that content behind a wall and you can sign up to Apple plus news and get some of these content for, you know, under an aggregated uh, price point. But that's where this is all bubbling up. And what what's happening at the end of the day, what's happening is publishers for years had had just wanted to have their content out there. They needed to be in front of people where people were. So they didn't care. They were losing revenue. They were, they were, you know, the ad revenue dropped dramatically as nobody was buying uh, hard, you know, hard, you know, hard magazines or et cetera, picking the newspapers. So they were losing revenue, but they needed to be in front of, of the eyeballs. So they were fine with all this stuff. They were fine with having search and some of the article appearing under a search. They didn't have a problem. Now these guys are against the wall. The publishing industry has fallen apart. Shit. Hmm. Sports Illustrated is no, you know, Time Inc. doesn't really doesn't exist anymore. Sports Illustrated, I forgot who owns Sports Illustrated. Isn't it like Barstool? Shaq. Is it Shaq? Shaq. Yeah, Shaq bought it. Yeah, like it's it. You know, Essence had got sold to I forgot the company, the the parent company. Everybody has been falling, and Meredith Corporation has only kept a couple brands that fall within its car. You know, its its designation of what they're focused on. So the publishing industry is falling apart, and it's falling apart because they're not making any money. So, so this that's is an interesting result. That's an interesting. That's an interesting way to look at it because you think about some of the media companies that are excelling, um, that have figured out ways to either pivot or new media companies who have just disrupted and they're taking off. Um, one of which is a one of the oldest oldest media companies around, New York Times. They've pivoted so well. They they took their business and went to a subscription business, and it took off. They figured out a way to have content that people care about. Um, they still have a small part of their business that's associated with the print publishing, but then they also moved it all online and they've been making money hand over fist. I think they broke records around the way that they've positioned it and, you know, being able to invest in content and really dive into it made a big difference. But then you also have companies like Apple News and um, uh, who've invested where they've purchased magazine subscription companies and then also prepared with actual news aggregators and charge a subscription for it and pay it on it, pay the fee for it. People still want content. Yeah. Um, and they're willing to pay for it. You just have to figure out the right model to support it. And advertising is probably not always going to be there, but I think there's an opportunity for people to really care about media. I mean, you talk about all these magazines who are, who are dying or dying off. I think I heard recently that Vogue is no longer doing, print magazine print magazines they're going all online so i mean the mm. game is changing and it's just it's just so interesting well new york times jumped on the subscription model they were one of the few and one of the first they jumped on a subscription model damn near almost 10 years now yeah early yeah they were on it and then washington post followed up they were they were the next ones in line hence why both of them they recognize that a licensing fee or sub model is much better 
they're purely relying on advertising. People with advertising, you see a large, you see a larger, larger upswing when it comes down to just revenue, right? But subscription model money gives you consistent money over a, over a period of years, over time. It's, it's funny because like you look at the it, it generally outside of the New York Times, right? Because they're kind of a, a one-stop shop for a lot of different type of ver- news verticals. Yeah. But like you look at Barstool Sports and they kind of, they've kept Penn Gaming afloat. I mean, you know, and that, that it should just be renamed the ticker to like Barstool something because they're the ones keeping them afloat. Now, funny thing is Barstool probably undersold themselves <laughs> in, in this market. They could have gotten a lot more for what the value they bring to that brand. Um, this is somewhat similar to the rate, so this is way back before there were streaming platforms, but the record labels and radio. Yep. The radio said, hey, we're marketing. Your record labels want to, you know, the, rec- the radio stations to pay for, to play the music. You want to play all our hits, all our artists that we pay a lot to create and cultivate. Um, you should pay us. And they said, well, we're a marketing tool for you for free, and which is true. And so then eventually, which record labels would be then the Australian government in this, in this scenario. And Google would be the radio stations in a sense, Hey, we're marketing tools for you all. The radio stations eventually won that battle, but then the record label started buying the record, the radio stations eventually. Right. So that's what happened. That won't happen here, well, but it, it's, just, I'm just curious to see how like this unfolds. Distribution, it's a content versus distribution conversation. Right. And I think that's, that's how, you know, you see that you saw that as you, as you point out, like, so distribution, we have to look at distribution as as a major major a major player in how this is all going to fold out right you see you saw how nbc was purchased the content creator was purchased by a distributor with comcast right mm. you know apple apple's getting into they they have they you know they're buying they they're creating their own chips they're creating their own they're creating all of their products in house so they control more of their whole product they're keeping revenue inside expenses close together you know this seems like to me i'm looking at also like a distribution argument right you know google's is the, the distributor and the publishers haven't asked for a licensing fee <laughs> right it, it, it's yeah. they, they're just like all right fine you can get our content for free and now after years of seeing their revenue drop, the publisher, they're like, all right, you know, we need some money. And the argument down in Australia is probably, I would not be surprised that it's being spearheaded by, uh, you know, it's been spearheaded by News Corp and uh, Murdoch. Oh, yeah, it is. Absolutely. The Murdochs. So I don't know. I, I think, yeah. I think it's, I think it's an interesting space to, to see because what's happening now is content content creators want their money regardless you yeah. can't we can't so what's i think part of it's like hey big tech's doing their thing and big tech has been has opened up a whole new world for us they've opened up a whole new world for everybody but now everybody's like all right well i want my piece and that's you know outside of this country in this country that's the american way get your piece <laughs> so i i don't i don't see yeah. i don't see a, i don't see a huge problem with it the question is what happens when it comes to when when that argument that discussion hits the shores here, if it will, it almost I mean it seems like Google's they're kind of bowing down a little bit. They're making all these deals, so that's going to that model will be replicated everywhere. You know how much revenue that is for the local governments and everywhere and all the content creators. That's some crazy. So Google, they might have to start pivoting, right? Because seventy percent of their revenues are from search. Right? Search, uh, you know, and, and uh, so it's interesting. Like ni- they own ninety percent of the search across the world. I mean, I think it's something like that. 
And yeah, yeah, here you go. Got it. 92%. Bing is a very close 2.7%. And they're garbage, man. And I love it. I want to, you know, our BBP, I want to give them props for the cloud. But man, this search is garbage. <laughs> I can't even use it. Man, in Yahoo and Baidu and DuckDuckGo kind of fill out the rest. But 92% of the market but, is Google. But wouldn't that be the reason why you Google is like, all right, let's cool off. Let's not let's not pull out of Australia because their, <laughs> wait, main, wait. their main... Google's not going to say right, that. Yeah. <laughs> Google's, uh, Google's, yeah. what, Google's what, I, what my thought was like, all right, Google's like, all right, if 90% of our rev or 70% of our revenue or whatever is search... We can't mess up any yep. country. We can't mess. It's one thing they, they they decide to mess up some small country in their search, and, and they want to go to battle. But it's a lot. You know, was it Australia is what thirty million people, something like that. You know, you don't yeah. want to mess that up, right? Especially when Microsoft is right there with having solid other solid business units, solid damn yeah. business units, right? Yeah. And Bing is probably on out of their business units and revenue, probably on a fifth or sixth tier. That's why they're they're happy taking shots. They've been taking shots at Google. Yeah, Google and Facebook should pay all day. <laughs> it's easy to shoot at the big guy, right? <laughs> because right, right, Microsoft right. Microsoft is comfortable with their other revenue streams, right? They're number yep. two player in the cloud, right? They got all the Office oh, products yeah. and and they and they've tied in everything with LinkedIn, et cetera. So they're just chopping at the bits. All right, cool. Let's let's make another let's make a, let's make another business unit a stronger business unit if, if this continues to happen. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And you touched on something, AG, um, that that sparked my attention. Yeah, I think we traded notes about this on our text. But Joe Button, right? You talk about creators <laughs> owning their content. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, your Jersey guy, representing, representing. Uh, creators own their content. So for those of, of you who don't know, Joe Button, Joe Button is probably one of the biggest podcasters around. Uh, his content is like unmatched. He's producing a lot. If you ever, never heard him rap before, you probably wouldn't know it because he's more of a podcaster now versus yeah. being known for his rap <laughs> skills back in the day. Yeah, uh, but I say all that to say is he had a deal exclusively, exclusively with Spotify where he had brought his content there and it was up for renegotiation uh, or something along those lines. And he felt like he wasn't getting a play that he was supposed to from the standpoint of, you know, he's this big artist bringing all these listeners to the podcast uh, world on Spotify and they weren't promoting this show. They weren't putting the marketing dollars behind it. They weren't doing everything that they promised. But then on top of that, they gave Joe Rogan like a hundred million. Then they gave, I think the Obama's a, you know, some insane figure and a couple more people. And he's looking back like, yo, I'm supposed to be the star. I'm doing numbers. You know, I'm creating this content. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to take it and go somewhere else because, you know, that's, I, I own it. Creativity is leading the charge. And like you mentioned around these content creators who are in control now, um, they have the ability to go to other sources. And he took his con his content of his podcast, the Joe Budden podcast at Patheon, which is a subscription service uh, where, mm-hmm. where listeners can pay a fee of anywhere between five and $25 a month and get access to his content. And the dope thing around that is the Pantheon CEO and leadership went to him and said, yo, you feel like you're under under uh, under utilized. Well, come over to Sh- Shug Knight. I was just thinking you need to Shug yeah. Knight. <laughs> come over to Death Row. You tied, you well, tied the, these the guys funny. dancing and and shiny and shiny suits. Come to Pathion. <laughs> right. <laughs> 
No, the funny thing is he probably looked at Joe Rogan's business model and said, oh, I can do, yeah, he's probably, he doesn't bring the share that Joe Rogan does, but Joe Rogan, that was a steal for Spotify. Have you seen their market valuations oh. since that deal? Yeah. Like double X or whatever. So Joe Borden, probably the right move. Well, Joe, yeah, Rogan, he got, Rogan's been um, doing it for, for over a decade now. And, and Buddhist has done it a much shorter period of time and it has a lot more, well, not a lot more reach, but he has reach. He has, he, he has, yeah. he has numbers. Yeah. And he hasn't done it as well. He talks about weird stuff, and that's what works, man. You guys want me to calm down on the podcast? So, I mean, with my crazy shit, but that's what brings them in. <laughs> <laughs> you like edit that out? No. But just gotta tell our listeners, I, we, we get off of here. And I go, I listen, a fool. <laughs> yeah, you know, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not super, super late in my career. I, I got to edit some of this stuff out. <laughs> it feels like I'm not editing shit. I'm not editing shit out. <laughs> the only time I edit stuff out is when it's garbled. You can't understand it. Otherwise, I'll leave it in. But no, but I like it. Joe Budden, good, good for him, man. I mean, he says some weird stuff. So on the same thing, like on Clubhouse, right? You got, we shouldn't go. Uh, maybe I should edit this out because yeah. it's probably completely off tangent. I'll edit it all. You want me to edit it all? All right, go. No, no, go. Back, go, back. go for it. Go for it. No, so Give this might be, so you, you, brought up, you, you brought up Suge Knight, right? Oh. So Game is the only dude that <laughs> took on Suge Knight and beat up a couple cops and is still running the streets. Right? <laughs> Nobody messed with the game, right? He's like Suge 2.0, right? Um, so, but he, I, I got, this is going to be great. I should probably cut the, I was on Clubhouse and I was listening to him the other day and it was cool for a minute and he had a lot of celebrities in his thing because he's the game, right? But after a while, if he's if you're in your 40s and every other word is F, 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 this, F, that, I'm not getting any value from it. Right. Joe Budden doesn't do that. Joe Budden brings great content and there's like there's some value to it. Right. And I mean, the game was saying some hilarious stuff. <laughs> he's been through all the Kardashians. That's what I found out. Oh. <laughs> but, but and that's cool. But if you could clean some of that up and make it more of like a ubiquitous, you know, I mean, a feel to it, that that's kind of cool. Right. But. Joe Budden is kind of the the softer side of the game, <laughs> which makes his maybe brings his brand appeal up. You tell well, me. He, he he brings he brings again. I've listened to maybe one or two of his podcasts, and not because I you know it, it, every we all have our cup of tea. Like if I go through my podcast, you know, subscribed um, shows, one is of course the Whiskey Hue, and the others are a whole bunch of other business podcasts. Right. So in a couple, you know, socially focused podcasts and there's always something new. I was listening to Ricky Williams has a podcast now, whatever. Um, oh, hey, really? Interesting. Okay. Uh, but he has this content and, this, and, and we're switching to, to what you both got, both were talking about. Content creators are like, it's time to get our money because the dis- yeah. distrib- uh, distributors have grown arguably for either cheap content or free content for for years and now the reckoning is happening on every level it seems like this is the, like you said a little like this is constantly the cycle distributors are getting you know getting content or for free or for cheap and as they're now peaking in their growth and they're doing their thing the content creators are like all right i'm, I'm tired of eating ramen noodles i want steak and freaks let's let, 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 let's get after freaks. it so I think I think that it, it happened. In, it happened in cable TV. It's the same model, right? Mm. The distribution of what we know is cable TV, and again, people hate cable now, and yada yada yada. But it was the same same process. Yada 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 yada. yada. No, <laughs> so I, I think Joe Budden is getting his money. It, it is going to open a door for other podcasters who who have an audience, who have a measurable audience that they have. 
and they can see the value and come after people. The question here is like, is Spotify the only one going to do Spotify, Pantheon? Who else is going to, who else is doing exclusive deals for these, for these major content creators on a, on a podcasting side? No, because I think that Amazon is going to jump in the game and they're going to change it dramatically. I think they want to get into how can we keep people engaged with our listening experience? They launched Amazon Music. They're going to invest in uh, podcasts and they're, and they, you know, they're going to overpay for everything. I mean, you figure out they, 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 uh, they're buying content, whether it's on the streaming video side, podcasters, all that. So I think they're going to be uh, really impactful in the game when they layer in Audible, Prime Video, music, and now podcasting. They just want to keep you using their products so that you can eventually buy more toilet paper. Coffee. the other day. Side note: I ordered my coffee the other day, and it, and I, it hasn't arrived yet. Off Amazon, I got this specialized Ethiopian coffee, and it has not arrived yet and i ordered it on they make some of the best coffee what's the deal ethiopian yeah. coffee. great my wife is on to some ethiopian oh, coffee right now it's we should, dope we should share, share tell share some notes yeah ethiopia and yeah. yemen they, they, they have the uh, yemen is where really where coffee beans supposed to have has first come from and then kind of moved over to ethiopia and they've had different kinds of uh you know beans etc but they also make their coffee a little different all right we're gone down a ta- tangent my bad. My bad. <laughs> and this has been the whiskey here, ladies and gentlemen. The coffee here. <laughs> Listen, I can go. Uh, I can go on for uh, talking about some coffee. Okay, that is that is that is. Uh, well, well, that's a B side, baby. That's a B side. Uh, yeah, B side. <laughs> so yeah, so this has been another great episode as we dive into content creators, but then also publishers, um, owning content, charging for content, and really changing the game. Uh, starting off with the conversation around Google. Um, so, you know, this has been a good listen and now we're going to roll into one of my favorite parts of the, of the show is shit you should know. So we're going to, oh, nice. we're going we're gonna to kick that off and, uh, you know, raise your hand. Who wants to go first? Who's ready? One of you, one of you, one of you. I'm always going first. Go AG. No, no F that. Okay. You always got me wrong first. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Fine. Fine. Whatever. All right. So. Just an interest from a, you know, shit you should know kind of thing. And this is completely random. You know, me, uh, Athul and, and, and Clyde always say I'm the, I'm the, I'm the unicorn of the group when it comes down to sports watching. Um, so there's nothing unicorn about it. Daytona 500 this past Sunday. Usually averages between nine or eight, eight or nine million people view it and their rain delay dropped it down to like 4.8 million people. One way or the other, NASCAR, in my opinion, you know, because I love Formula One, has has struggled uh, and keeping their viewership up over over their season. Daytona 500 is usually a big event, but NASCAR as a whole has has struggled to keep their viewership up, and partially because I think they haven't changed. Now, when it comes down to their drivers, their teams, etc., they lack the, they lack a lot of diversity. Hence, why a little favorite player in the world. Um, has his own team now, isn't it, Michael, Michael Jordan? So, um, where Bubble so. he signed Bubba Wallace, right? And hopefully that might add some diversity to the sport. But eh, I don't know because Daytona 500 in Florida had a whole bunch of people in that audience without any mask, not caring, and you know. So, so for mine, I want to touch on. Uh, I want to touch on Africa Jack. He's back in the news, ladies and gentlemen. Jack Dorsey. 
Jack Dorsey and Jay-Z are investing 500 Bitcoin to make um, uh, the Internet's what they're calling the Internet Internet's currency, where they're going to invest roughly around twenty four million dollars and create an endowment through a blind trust between uh, uh, Jay-Z, Jack Dorsey, where they're going to hire three board members. They're not going to give any direct uh, direction and this will totally be a blind trust, but they're trying to uh, focus on Africa and India as the two areas where they want these coins to live and create a currency where people can move and shake and, 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 um, and move around with the big current, uh, the, the cryptocurrency. Uh, we had an episode with uh, a great, great uh, listen. I think a couple episodes ago where Greg uh, gave us deep dive into that and he kind of highlighted how, other markets are really diving into cryptocurrency and Bitcoins, et cetera. So this is just a view and Jack Dorsey and Jay-Z have invested with an endowment for the uh, uh, folks on the development of Africa and India. So that's interesting. And you should check that out. Mm. All right. My turn. Michael Jordan, the goat. Happy oh, birthday. It's his go. birthday. It's his birthday this week. Depending on when you listen, it, it's the week. It's February 17th is his birthday. So let's give him a birthday week. Birthday shout out. All right. Really? Um, uh, this is going to be funny. On Netflix, romantic comedies. We're trying to check out some new things this last weekend. Namaste, Wahalia. Wahala. Uh, it's a very Bali. It's made by an Indian guy, but based in Nollywood, Nigeria's Hollywood, basically. Right. Um and it had it was a Nigerian and an Indian, a Nigerian woman, an Indian guy hooking up, and then the the trials and tribulations. And we are a very racist people, all all of us collectively on here, because uh, they met his family first, Whoa. and they went off on him, not an Indian. And then they went to his family. She's like, not a Nigerian. We're just all race racism everywhere, man. But then they, you know, I didn't. It was such the movie was such garbage. I couldn't finish it, but. <laughs> It was cool. I like the concept because they're like, you know, we're everywhere. All of us are everywhere. That's all I'm saying. And, you know, but check it out. It's kinda, it was kind of cute. They actually did like um, a Bollywood dance because it was directed by a Bollywood director. It's Hamisha Hujo, who's from my state in India. So but um, it proof of concept that not all black and brown people can dance uh, in this movie when they're doing that Bollywood dance. <laughs> but the movie was just it was um some B-grade stuff, but, you know, there's some cool stuff in there, but I like to open my palette and check it out. It was cool to see different cultures. You learn a lot about the different cultures, and it was nice. Um, so that was cool. So give it a shot. See if you can get further. I made it 40 minutes before we had to yes. tap out. Um, <laughs> okay, Australian Open. There's a Greek guy, 22-year-old. I know Anthony now watched this. He, he just beat Rafael Nadal. Mm-hmm. After Nadal was, Nadal was open up two sets, and that's happening now in the final so the Australian Open. We've been talking about Australia a lot today. And last thing. Uh-oh. The value of your face in, t- in your name, right? So Reddit just raised another $250 million, doubling its valuation to $6 billion. They launched in 2005-ish, which is like right around the same time as Facebook. So $6 billion for Reddit. Facebook is worth $775 billion because it's you, your name, and your picture. Now, you're the marketing guys. Um, this allows Facebook to be more appealing, right? To advertise is more ubiquitous and obviously more successful. So... This is a major factor. You and your advertisers see this as more appealing. So the value of your name and your face versus anonymity on Reddit is far superior, it looks like. That is facts. Got to be able to sell those impressions. You're not giving me impressions. You're not going to make any money. So I think they want to open up Reddit's gain in popularity. There's some cool things on there, but I, there's some very vile, you know, some, vile some, things on there as well. Because <laughs> you could be anonymous. Yeah, some sick stuff. It's, it's bad. There's some bad yeah, shit. It, you may as well be on Breitbart. I, I, whatever. I'm saying. Whoa. 
So, anyway, that's so ladies and gentlemen, that was shit you should know. Athul did like 30 of them. Anthony and I did one each. I did, but, you I did, know, I did a half of one. You might have to edit mine out. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, uh, yo, NASCAR. All I know is Formula One starts in about a month. So my game's going to change. My conversation's on. I'm down to see it, man. I'm, I'm, right, I like competition. Sunday. So I'll just pick a side and I'll Sunday run with it. Sunday morning, them. man. Sunday morning, <laughs> me and the guys, we, we jump on like a chat, you know, until, until we can get to. Oh, really? All right. Yeah. I'm in. I'm in. Hilarious. Hilarious. So, Ladies and gentlemen, we have been G League, but yeah, we have been drinking on some various uh, types of whiskey, all black owned. Uncle Nearest, 1884 small batch whiskey, the uh, Majesty Bourbon, River Basin Rye, St. Liberty Mary's Four Grain, and Burrow Brothers. Those were the whiskeys that we were drinking on today. Uh, won't give an in depth uh, review of each of them, but check them out. Uh, we'll post a link in our, um, in our, in our, in our, in our, our IG post in the post. <laughs> we'll, we'll post it. And then, uh, you, you can, you can, you can check it out on your own, but you know, That's this has all. been another episode of the whiskey hue. Thank you for listening and, uh, enjoying rate us on all platforms. Make sure you give us a, a rating on all the platforms, Spotify, Apple, etc. Peace. <laughs>